For I've had enough Of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth To the house of my young I will arise and go forth To the house of my father I will arise and go forth To the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. This is part one of the series. We are going to be doing a series entitled Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. We need to remember when we're studying the Hebraic roots of Christianity that we need to keep everything centered on Yeshua the Messiah. That is because in Psalm chapter 40 verse 7 it is written, Then said I, Lo I come, in the volume of the book it is written, of me. This is quoted in Hebrews in chapter 10 and verse 7, speaking about Yeshua the Messiah. So what we're told is in the totality of scripture, it is written about him. Yeshua affirmed this in Luke chapter 24 and verse 27, as it is written, in beginning at Moses or the Torah and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And then in Luke chapter 24, verse 44, Yeshua said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the Torah of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. So this study is going to help us to understand how the Torah and the prophets and the Psalms speak of him. In the first part of this study, we are going to see Yeshua in the Torah. In doing so, we're going to see that Yeshua created the heavens and the earth. He made covenant with Abraham. He redeemed the children of Israel out of Egypt. He defeated Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. He gave the Torah at Mount Sinai, and he was the one that defeated the enemies of the children of Israel in the promised land. Let's begin now by examining the purpose of creation. In doing so, I'd like to share with you a quote from the book, Sound the Great Shofar by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson on page 13. He states, Our rabbis point to Messiah and the redemption, that is the end of the exile of the house of Jacob, as the ultimate purpose for the creation of the world. For God created a world in order that he should have a dwelling place 
among mortals or dwelling place on the earth. And this goal will be realized in the era of the redemption or the messianic era. And on page 111 of the book, Sound the Great Shofar, quoting from the Talmud from Sanhedrin and 96b, the rabbis teach that the world was created solely for the Messiah. So in looking at the application of this principle, the purpose of the Messiah is that he would be dwelling with his people on the earth. And this will be more fully realized in the Messianic era when Yeshua at his second coming, he sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives and he rules and reigns for a thousand years. And ultimately, Yeshua dwelling with his people during the Messianic era is still a foreshadowing of Yeshua dwelling with his bride in the period of time known as the new heavens in the new earth, where he will be dwelling with his bride in the heavenly Jerusalem. Yeshua created the heavens and the earth. We can see this from the book of John. John chapter 1 and verse 3, it is written that all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. We can also see this in Colossians chapter 1 and verses 15 and 16. Colossians in chapter 1 verse 15 reads that Yeshua is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. In Psalm 33 and verse 6, it is written by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breadth of his mouth. So Yeshua is the one that created the heavens and the earth. He did so by speaking the world into existence. It was the will of the Father for the creation of the heavens and the earth, but it was actually Yeshua who executed the will of the Father. And as we see in Psalm 33 and verse 6, spoke the world into existence. Next, we're going to examine the the very first word in the Bible, which in Hebrew is Breshit. Breshit is translated in English in the beginning. And by looking at the very first word in the Bible, we're going to see a greater understanding of the purpose of the creation of the heavens and the earth. If you would look at the very first word in the Bible, that is Breshit, in a Torah scroll, you will find that the first letter in the Bible, and that is the Hebrew letter Bet, is enlarged. It is larger than the rest of the letters in the verse, which causes you to ask the question, why is this letter enlarged? Well, the letter Bet in Hebrew means house. And from this, we get the understanding, as is understood by the rabbis, that the purpose of the creation 
creation of the world is that God wanted a dwelling place in the earth or he wanted to have a house or build a house. If we take the first two letters of the word Breshit, that is the Bet and the Resh, you will have the word in Aramaic meaning sun. The word is Bar. So the God of Israel wanted to have a house for his son. Now, if we take the first two letters of the word Breshit, which is the Bet and the Resh, and the last two letters of the word Breshit, which is the Yod and the Tav, we form the Hebrew word Brit, and Brit means covenant. So the God of Israel wanted to have a house, the enlarged Bet, for his son, Bar, and he was going to do this by making a Brit or a covenant. If we take the Hebrew letter Bet, which is the first letter of the word Breshit, and we separate it from the rest of the word, what you have left is Reshit. And Reshit in Hebrew means the first or the beginning. And the rabbis in the commentary on the Torah in Midrash Rabbah of Genesis, one four, they do this and they render the word Breshit as meaning for the sake of the beginning. Therefore, the God of Israel wanted to build a house for his son by making a covenant with or for the sake of the beginning. But who is the beginning? We're going to see that Israel, the Torah, and the Messiah is referred to or called the the beginning. In Jeremiah in chapter 2 and verse 3, we read the following. Israel was holiness under the Lord and the first fruits of his increase. The word first fruits is the Strong's number 7225 and it is the Hebrew word reshit. So Israel is the reshit or the beginning. Next, we want to see that Torah is referred to as the the Reishi or the beginning. Understanding this, we want to look at Proverbs in chapter 8 and verse 22, which says, The Lord possessed me. Now, the subject of the book of Proverbs is wisdom, and the Torah is regarded as the wisdom of the God of Israel. If we look at Deuteronomy in chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, Keep therefore and do them. That is the Torah or the commandments. This is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. So keeping or following the Torah is regarded as wisdom and understanding. So if we look at Proverbs in chapter 8 and verse 22, it says, The Lord possessed me, that is wisdom or the Torah, in the beginning. The beginning is the Hebrew word Reshit, the beginning of his way before his works of old, that is, the creation of the heavens and the earth. Continuing in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 23, it says, I was set up from everlasting. Wisdom, or the Torah, was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. 
Israel is called the beginning and the Torah is called the beginning. And next we want to see that Yeshua is the Reshit. Yeshua is the beginning. What I am currently explaining to you from the first word of the Bible is what John was communicating when he began his gospel in John chapter 1 verse 1 where he states, in the beginning was the word. He's trying to show you that the beginning or the reshit is the word. And the beginning or the reshit or the word was with God. And the beginning or the reshit or the word or the Torah was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And then in 1 Corinthians in chapter 15, it tells us, but every man in his own order, Christ or Messiah, the first fruits. Yeshua is called the first fruits. So summarizing here, what we are learning from the very first word in the Bible, Reshit, that is commonly translated in English, English as in the beginning. By looking at it in the Hebrew, it communicates to us the following message that the God of Israel wanted to build a house, that is the enlarged bet, for his son, that's the first two letters, the bet and the resh, forming the Aramaic word son, by making a covenant, the first two letters of Breshit, the bet and the resh, along with the last two letters of Breshit, which is the yod and the tav, with or for the sake of the beginning. And the beginning is Israel, the Torah, and the Messiah. Let's look at this unit of the Messiah in his Torah in creating the heavens and the earth by seeing that the Torah is called wisdom and that wisdom created the world and Yeshua is called wisdom. We begin by looking at Proverbs in chapter 2 and verse 1 where it says, My son, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with you. So the subject is my word or my commandments. Then in verse 2 it says, so that you incline your ear unto wisdom. So my words or my commandments is called wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Continuing on in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1, my son forget not my Torah, but let your heart keep my commandments. The Torah is my commandment. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 13, happy is the man that finds wisdom and the man that gets understanding. Once again, we're showing that the Torah or the commandments is the wisdom of the God of Israel. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 17, it says that her ways are ways of pleasantness and all of her paths are peace. Verse 18, she is a tree of life to all those that lay upon her and happy is everyone that retains her. The Torah is referred to as wisdom and re-examining what we shared earlier, Proverbs in chapter 8 and verse 22 tells us that 
the Torah existed before the creation of the world because the verse says that wisdom existed before the creation of the world. Proverbs 8.22 says, The Lord possessed me, this is wisdom speaking, in the beginning of his way before his works of old, that is, the creation of the heavens and the earth. Verse 23, I was set up from everlasting from the beginning or ever the earth was. In Proverbs, in chapter 3 and verse 19, it is written, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth, by understanding has he established the heavens. Yeshua is the wisdom of God. In 1 Corinthians, in chapter 1 and verse 24, it is written, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ or Messiah, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Yeshua is called the wisdom of God and wisdom created the world. The Torah is wisdom. Yeshua is wisdom. So we can see that Yeshua is the living Torah. The Torah is the word of God. And Torah or wisdom, which is Yeshua, created the world. He did it by speaking the world into existence. This is Psalm chapter 33 and verse 6, which says, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breadth of his mouth. Verse 9, for he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. So what we've seen so far is that Yeshua created the heavens and the earth and we're understanding the purpose of creation, that the world was created for the sake of the beginning and the beginning is Israel, Torah, and the Messiah. Since Israel, Torah, and the Messiah is all the beginning, what's going to happen at Mount Sinai is that Israel, Torah, and the Messiah, they are going to be in a covenant relationship with each other. That is because Israel, Torah, and the Messiah are Echad, or are one. What this means is that the Messiah, the Torah, in Israel, which is the literal house of Jacob, the physical descendant from Mount Sinai, they are in covenant relationship with with each other and they are one. Well, the covenant was broken and there was a new covenant that was made with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, which is the house of Jacob. So therefore the Messiah, the Torah, and the redeemed or the saved house of Jacob are one. Looking at Psalm chapter 40 and verse verse 8, we can see what the will of the God of Israel is. It is written, I delight to do your will, O my God. What is his will? His will is your Torah is within my heart. So the will of God is that his Torah is within our heart. And Yeshua was asked by his disciples, teach us how to pray. And he answered them in Matthew in chapter 6 and verse 9, he said, 
after this manner pray our father which art in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come what is the coming of the kingdom that is the messianic era or the messianic kingdom and then he's going to tell us what will happen when the kingdom comes when we have the messianic era he says your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven what is his will that his torah is written upon our hearts now we can see that the purpose of creation was for the will of god to be done in the earth the will of god is his torah being written upon our heart the torah or wisdom or yeshua existed before the creation of the heavens and the earth so he creates the heavens and the earth because he wants his will to be done on the earth and he creates the heavens and the earth so that he would have a dwelling place among men and this is going to fully come together or fully be realized in the messianic era when yeshua who is going to be in a new covenant relationship with the house of jacob is going to be living and ruling and reigning with them the house of jacob being his bride and his will is going to be done on the earth because it tells us in isaiah in chapter 2 and verse 3 that during the messianic era that the Torah will go forth from Zion in the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Because we have the creation of the heavens and the earth for the purpose that the will of the God of Israel would be done in the earth the events at Mount Sinai is linked with creation. And in the book, in the Garden of Torah, on page 108, written by Rebbe Menachem Smearson, he explains that the giving of the Torah completes the purpose of creation. But ultimately, the purpose of creation, which is that the Almighty would have a dwelling place in the earth among men, this was manifested when he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, when he dwelt with his people through what is called the glory of the Lord, which filled the tabernacle. So we see a prophetic picture in a link of creation to the events at Mount Sinai and him dwelling with his people through the tabernacle. And that is going to be a prophetic foreshadowing of Yeshua dwelling with his people during the Messianic era. And that is going to be a prophetic foreshadowing of Yeshua dwelling with his people in the time of the new heavens and the new earth in the heavenly Jerusalem, Revelation chapter 21, for all eternity. So we can see that the ultimate purpose of creation is Yeshua wanting to be in covenant relationship with the nation of Israel and he wanted them to be following his Torah. And this relationship that he was going to have with them is expressed through a marriage relationship. And he wanted to have a people that he could give the fullness of his love unto. And they would freely receive his love and love him back with all their heart. What we have covered so far is that Yeshua 
created the heavens and the earth and the purpose of creating the heavens and the earth. Next, what we're going to see is that Yeshua made a covenant with Abraham. And the way that we're going to see this is we're going to do a cross-reference of Genesis in chapter 17 and verse 1, which says, And when Abram was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am Almighty God. Almighty God in Hebrew is El Shaddai. So the one that appeared to Abram is called Almighty God or El Shaddai. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.